Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the greatest show about plastic surgery, health, and beauty. This is Nip Talk. We got a great show for you today. First off, the healing power of copper, question mark. Then how to fix a giant chest wound. And then finally, fake plastic surgeon is arrested. You're not going to believe this story. It's crazy. We're going to talk about all of it right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really, really do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us so much. I am your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, the amazing Sarah. Hi. That's a good introduction, isn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> and, fitting. <laughs> <laughs> in the box, we got Trelvis. What's up, man? How you been? Hey, I've been good. How about y'all? Been good. So uh, I guess even though we had episodes the last couple weeks running, we haven't seen each other in a few weeks because yeah. uh, we... We double stacked episodes because uh, Sarah and I were both out of town each a weekend. So it's like I haven't seen you guys in forever. I, mi I know. I missed coming up here, honestly. Yeah, where did you go? So I, I went on a motorcycle trip. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah my daughter and I uh, actually took a motorcycle to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and went through the Ozarks. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Weather was perfect, just perfect weather, great riding, you know, good bonding time. You know, daddy dog. the Ozarks, that's pretty. It's beautiful. I, honestly, I wouldn't mind having some land out in, in Arkansas. It's just really pretty yeah. out there. Whenever I went, whenever I would go there, it was like like church group, like youth group yeah. things, and it was like we'd stay in these like mansion style cabins. Cabins, yeah. Is it, is it the Ozark, like the TV show Ozark? Yeah. So the Ozarks like come down from Those Missouri, yeah. yeah, into like the the very northern part of Arkansas, hmm. and it's not like super mountainous, but um, but it's way more hilly than it is here. Hmm. And it's Absolutely. like forest. I mean, it's just beautiful and, you know, rivers and the whole thing, man. It's, it's really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. Arkansas is really, really pretty. So It really is. And you went, you went camping too, right? I did. Was it good? I went to the hill country. Oh, oh hill country is also amazing. Yeah, yeah. so it was near... Um, uh, Fredericksburg? It's not Bernie. It's near Fredericksburg, but yeah. it, was a, it was another town. I we, can't remember. We go down there a lot on, there. on motorcycle trips also because hill country yeah. is just amazing. Yeah, yeah it so was really event. fun. It was like a women's retreat. It was like a yoga women's retreat. Oh, nice. So we did like sound baths and oh, this, that's like cool. meditation right and all this mindfulness. Did you get all stuff. like rested? And Yeah, I didn't use my, f I think I maybe used my phone like once because I, wow. I went into the woods like by myself, like on a trail because uh -huh. I wanted to like put my hammock up and just kind of like yeah. Chill. Like, and so I was like, I better bring my phone, like, just in case. Just in case, right? Yeah. But that's the only time I had it. And then at night, awesome. I guess. But. Oh, uh, guys, I have to tell you, um, you guys have fans. Like, so we had uh, our Halloween party, uh, I guess, last weekend, mm -hmm. uh, which I have a picture. So obviously, my hair is not normally this color. I actually colored my hair for Halloween because <laughs> I went as Ken. So throw up that picture of, yeah, there we are. That's uh, me. Your uh, makeshift abs. 
Yeah, yeah. I, you know, my arms are kind of coming back with all the running, but I, you know, I, I helped him along with a little, uh, little concealer Some there. Contour. Uh, but we were Ken and Barbie, and then there's my daughter. Uh, I can't remember what character. She's a little anime character. Yeah, she's an anime character. I can't remember which one. But so anyway, we had this Halloween party, and like a lot of people asked where you guys were. They were like, <laughs> I had a lot of people say, you know, hey, we really enjoy watching the show. Like, where's is Sarah and Travis coming? I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna. I knew you were gone, and Travis like Travis probably has got better things to do on a Saturday night than trek out to the. To the boonies but but seriously people were asking about you two guys like they were like this i would have definitely gone if i wasn't camping I, yeah. the, I think i had to work on yeah. saturday no but they were both honestly like people were saying like they really kind of liked the the chemistry of the, the three of us and they were they were really i wasn't like expecting that you know like you know my mom surprisingly watches this does she so i'm like hi mom uh, <laughs> Hi, Sarah's mom. <laughs> but anyway, she I just want to let you guys it. know that. I thought that was really cool. Like, I was like, yeah, people actually really enjoy it, and they, they enjoy you guys. And so next year, you guys will have to come because, they're, you know, the people demand We're it. kind of a big deal. We are kind of a big deal. <laughs> That's right. All right, so let's move on into some segments. In this first segment, actually, uh, my, my friend Mike, who uh, actually I went to college with, actually gave me the idea for this segment talking about the health benefits of, of copper. And, um, oh yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where you know you see people wearing copper bracelets, copper rings, and you'll kind of hear this about you know uh, different ways copper is used for your health. And he actually was telling me that his wife has copper laced pillowcases, hmm. and I'd never even heard of that. And I was like, what in the world? You know what I remember seeing from like being home from school, like during the summer. Are those um, copper sleeves? Yeah, or like socks. for knees, copper socks, and like okay, for your ankles. And we're going like to talk that. about that. Yeah. I remember seeing those uh, those infomercials yeah. for that, like in the middle. I'd be like, "Gosh, what is this? <laughs> what is it?" So, uh, <laughs> uh, once again, thanks, Mike, for uh, suggesting this uh, topic. So, we're going to talk about a few things here. Uh, first, just talk about dietary copper, right? Because mm -hmm. copper is a trace element that our body uses for actually quite a few things, even more than I, I realize. It's it's used in ener energy production, formation of connective tissue and bone, the metabolism of iron, brain and central nervous, central nervous system function, uh, antioxidants, uh, melanin formation. So copper actually has a lot of use as a trace element. Like it's not like, you know, carbon that's making up our DNA or anything, but but copper is required for a lot of these metabolic processes that, yeah, that it, happen in our body. It sounds like a lot of electrical things. Right. That well, that would make sense, right? Like copper, copper wiring. Yeah. yeah. I, yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, the question is, is, is it beneficial to, to take supplements of copper, right? It mm -hmm. does all these things. Do we, do we need to take dietary copper supplements and, and kind of cutting to the chase? I mean, the answer is for the most part, no. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I, start, I was going to list out like all of the foods that have copper in them naturally, and it's just enormous. It's like meats, vegetables, fruits. I mean, it's almost like literally grains. I mean, it's almost everything we eat has some little tiny amount of copper in it. Okay. And so you don't really have to worry about taking copper unless you have uh, malabsorption issues. So like people that would have like gastrointestinal problems might have copper deficiencies. Um, I think I, I read that um, like newborns that have issues with their bowels sometimes will have copper deficiencies. But for the most part, our a, a normal diet gives you plenty of copper. So, you know, for people out there taking copper supplements specifically for this and that, probably not making a big difference. And, mm. and we've talked about supplements before that, you know, usually, at least in the United States, the diets are so diverse that 
that you don't need to take a lot of extra and, and right. copper kind of falls falls into that so so the next thing that, that I want to touch base on is um, like wearing copper jewelry. I, okay. I've seen this before. I mean, I, I my the, friend Cassie wears uh, like copper bracelets, copper uh, rings. Like she rings. has like three or four yeah. on each. Now, does she wear them for the look of them, or does she wear them for her health? She probably wears them for both. For both, okay. Yeah, she's very a right. spiritual. So the lady. thoughts <laughs> of on copper is there was two thoughts for the jewelry. One that the copper like leaches into your system, so you get it like as a trace element, mm -hmm. which um, I didn't see a whole lot of data to support that that really is the thing. Uh, the other is the anti-inflammatory uh, property of copper and, you know, does it help out with arthritis? And so I tried to find some research that showed that that actually is beneficial and I, I didn't really find a whole lot. Um, so, you know, I, as far as wearing copper jewelry and help, ha, ha, helping your health, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure the data is really there to support that. Um, I mean, obviously, if you like copper jewelry, I mean, knock yourself out. I mean, it does look cool. I if have to admit. If it makes you happy. Yeah, if it makes you happy. But I'm, I'm not sure that wearing it's going to make a big difference. But, um, and, and I kind of felt like with wearing copper, so I'm going to throw like copper clothing in with like uh, like socks, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. and then the pillowcases that my buddy was talking about. I honestly, when I, when he told me that, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of nonsense. But I, I, I have to say, I was I was totally wrong. Um, so first off, like uh, copper socks. So what they do is they weave copper um, oxide into these uh, socks. And mm -hmm. I did find a study, uh, Trouble I'm gonna throw the study up in case anybody wants to look it up. Yeah, copper impregnated socks. So occupational dermatophytosis is just athlete's foot. And so uh, this is a, a, a journal of armed forces uh, talking about do copper woven socks prevent things like athlete's foot in, in soldiers that are out like in the field, mm -hmm. you know, slopping around in the muck. And the research shows that it does. Like if you, if you wear copper impregnated socks, the risk of you getting athlete's foot actually goes down pretty What's that other thing that soldiers used to get like a trench foot? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that was like a. Yeah. I think that's different than athlete's foot. Like that's yeah, a that's worse like, Thing. Fungus eating. Nasty yeah, I'm gonna have to thing. look that up. I I don't think it's the same as just run of the mill athletes, no. but I think it's much worse than that. It's like gangrene, isn't that what it is? Uh, well, I mean, I think it can become gangrene, like okay. trench foot. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up. I mean, like we'll do a segment on. It. I don't know if anyone wants to see trench foot, but we may like run our viewers off. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so there's actually a a good study out there that shows that wearing copper socks can prevent things like athlete's foot, which I had no idea. So the copper pillowcases. I had no idea this was a thing. I had to look it up. The, the idea behind the copper pillowcases is because copper is an antibacterial and antifungal, which is how it works in the socks, the thought is that um, it can decrease bacteria that would get on your face while you're sleeping. And also it decrease acne breakouts. Allegedly, that was one of the things so. because copper is thought to increase the collagen buildup in your skin. And I was just like, man, I just can't believe that this is real. But there actually is two studies out there um throw up that the first study you can, you can throw them up kind of one after the other Travis, if you want yeah reduction of facial wrinkles depth by sleeping on copper oxide containing pillowcases now this is a good study double blind placebo controlled randomized this is another one both of these are actually good quality studies in the way that they you know did them with having a placebo and then it was a blind study my only gripe is that it didn't have a lot of patients. I think it was like 60 in each one. So overall, it was a fairly small power of study. But both of them showed an in, uh, improvement in the wrinkles 
on your face by sleeping on a buy, copper pillow. I would buy that pillowcase. I, I may actually try it. I mean, you know. Get it for like a stocking stuffer for your yeah. family. It showed a 9% decrease in wrinkles per month in a two-month series. I, I'm, it's hard to believe. I mean, I, you know. I just buy the sheet, like the set. Like, I don't know if the sheets would help. Does that help you like your whole body just become tighter? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so this copper pillowcase thing, I mean. I'd there's wrap a, myself up. Like, a, yeah, I'm going to start wearing copper all over, I think. <laughs> um, so there actually is some research out there to back up. Uh, Mike, you can, you can tell Kimberly, your wife, that she, she's right. Uh, and I, I didn't think it was going to be a real thing. But there's some studies out there showing that copper pillowcases can decrease your wrinkles. I think I'm going to have to try it. You know, I mean. Like, what's the, like, it doesn't hurt anything. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, you can't, so you can get copper toxicity like if you're taking tons of copper supplements but like sleeping on a copper pillow wearing copper clothing or jewelry it's not gonna hurt you yeah yeah there's no risk in doing it i mean so yeah i mean it's something you can try i mean every little thing helps right you know as we get older like a little bit of this a little bit of that to kind of you know keep things looking good mm -hmm. yeah so pretty interesting stuff so i have to say i, I was wrong on this one i i really thought i was going to find nothing and then all of a sudden these studies started popping up it's a good one. I'm going to have to get a pillow case. Yeah, we should all try it and see if we can see any difference. So, All right, well, let me know what you think about copper. Anyone out there have good experience with copper? Let me know. Leave me a comment. We'd love to hear what you think. Please hit that like and subscribe button. We do appreciate it. So moving on. Uh, so I, I'm, I had an actually a really interesting uh, case the other day. And uh, it's a guy I've, I've known for a while. And he's a really, really cool guy, really down to earth, great guy. And he... I asked him if I would, he would let me kind of tell his, his story and take some pictures and video. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he was so nice to, to do that. So I think you were saying we did a chest wound the other day, and mm -hmm. I didn't even kind of think of that when I was uh, coming up with this topic. Yeah. So this is a chest wound also, but it's, it's a little bit different type of chest wound. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a really interesting story. So I, I have some like really cool pictures and videos uh, that I want to go. Yeah, so fixing a hole in the chest right there. So, oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's, this is this is a big one, man. And this and the story is just. What part of his chest is that? Like his like so it's by like, his collarbone? Uh, yeah, it's underneath the collarbone. Yeah, there, there'll be a video to show it. So, uh, this guy is an older gentleman. He's, he's close to seventy years old, and he had a very interesting kind of congenital anomaly of his chest wall, and because of this congenital anomaly, he actually had a prosthetic place to kind of even things out when he was like a kid, like ten years old or a teenager. So this was like 50 or 60 years ago that he had this thing placed. And I actually have a little video of, of the chest uh, wall, which is just kind of interesting to see. So uh, roll that next video there, Trelvis, if you would, good sir. Yeah, so this is a CT scan. So this is slices through the chest. The black areas in the middle of the lungs. And this is going from top to bottom. And you can see that the chest, which should be kind of circular or oval, has got this indentation on the right side, the upper right part of your screen. And that's the, the chest wall deformity that he had. And you can see actually the heart, which should be over to the right, is actually pushed over to the left, which is really, really unusual. You know, the, the, the heart's in a completely different spot than it should be. So yeah. really kind of interesting, you know, anatomy there. Um, I'd actually got that CT scan before this wound got really big. Because what happened was, is he, a guy got sent to my wound clinic and he had this like kind of draining infection from his chest. And he, uh, you know, he knew he had this prosthetic, which is for all intents and purposes was like a breast implant. It wasn't exactly like that, but very similar. And so, um, you know, when, when that happens that you get an infected implant, it has to come out. So he got yeah. sent to me 
And uh, I initially got a, a different scan to say, okay, yeah, there's infection around this thing. We've got to take it out. And so we took him to surgery and I pulled that, that, that implant out. And the thing is, this thing was really big. And so when I pulled it out, it left this really big hole in this guy's chest. And also they'd placed some mesh there over the chest wall, which I couldn't really figure out why they did that, but I, I removed uh, all the mesh I could see. And then, you know, we wanted to do something simple. So we started some, some dressing changes to try and get this thing to heal in. And actually it worked really, really well. And so this guy's wound over the course of a couple months, which I know is a fair amount of time, filled in with tissue. Mm -hmm. And we thought we were kind of done with it. And then the infection came back yeah. and yeah, it was kind of real, a real bummer because we'd gotten it to the very end where he's like, okay, you, you know, you're pretty much healed. Well, the infection came back and, and I ordered another scan and the scan showed a new area of infection that was kind of away from where we were initially. And so I was like, well, man, we got to take it back surgery and, and open this up. And so when I took him back to surgery the second time, what I found is that there was actually more mesh in there than I had initially seen. Like it was mm -hmm. kind of further up and I really to this day, not sure exactly what they were doing with all this mesh, but that mesh had gotten infected at some point yeah. and, it, and it caused this thing to open back up. So I had to like make a really, really big wound to get all of this mesh out because that mesh, once it gets infected, it's almost impossible to get the infection out. You have to take, take it out. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, he was left with a, a really big wound, which I, I got a video of the wound after that, that operation, uh, troubles roll that. Yeah, so as you can see, this is kind of, you know, right where his nipple would be. And that wound is big. It's, it can be kind of hard to see. Is he and, awake? Yeah, he's awake, yeah. What, what are we looking at? Like, is that so like that, muscle? So that's his chest wall. So you're looking at, wow. you're basically looking at his rib cage right there. Oh, wow. And you can even see like on that, on the lateral side out to the right where there was like this dark area where the, where the chest wall was kind of curving around to the back. Yeah. That is just so weird that you can like survive with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all superficial. Like, you know, if you don't want to get through that layer at the bottom, cause that's into your lungs and that's really, really bad. Yeah. But, but thankfully, and that was a concern I had through all of this is like, is this thing going to try and get into his organs his... are going to get, infected. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a concern. And that's one of these reasons I kept ordering these scans to make sure it wasn't getting yeah. into his lungs. It seems like mesh was like this highway for the bacteria to like, attach totally. To. Yeah. The mesh really was causing him problems. And so at, at, after that last surgery, I'd gotten all the mesh out and the wound was really clean. And so I talked to him about, okay, instead of trying to get this to heal, let's just do a surgery to fix this. Well, this problem is kind of, you know, a little bit challenging because the size of that hole was probably about the size of a grapefruit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big, big hole and the tissues yeah. around it are kind of, are stiff. You can't just pull them together. And so really your, your options are, you know, you could throw some dressings in there and try to get that to fill in, but it would take an eternity or, you could fill that with muscle. And, and this kind of goes back to, the, to that operation we did or that we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah, the open heart surgery. Yeah, or the open heart surgery where we were filling a hole with muscle. Well, the thing is, is this is a bigger hole. And yeah. so you need a really, really big piece of muscle. You also need some skin because he's got this big skin opening. Yeah, you know, it's really there. deep. Right. And so there is actually a way that you can accomplish all that. And it's by actually using a muscle off your back. So you have a muscle, you know, muscles, latissimus muscle. It's the muscle that helps you do a pull-up, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually a superfluous. It's a superfluous muscle. I mean, you can totally live your life without a latissimus muscle. Okay. So what we do sometimes in plastic surgery for reconstruction is we borrow it and we take it and we use it to do some purpose. And in this instance, I'm using it to all that muscle to fill in that grapefruit sized hole. Okay. And then using some skin over the top of it to fill 
fill the skin hole. So uh, roll that next video, Travis. So this is this uh, gentleman here uh, in the operating room. And so what I got there, that diamond shape is actually where the latissimus muscle is. It starts up there, goes up towards the spine, across the bottom, and then back up, and that's the muscle. And then that ellipse or kind of oval piece is the skin that I'm gonna take with that. And then I'm gonna actually push it through the armpit area to pull it out through the front to put it in that position. So, uh, so that's him right before we prepped him for surgery. All right, so go to, all right, so this is a little bit of a warning. If you don't like to see blood, I mean, this Are isn't you like- ready, Travis? You've already seen it, I feel I mean, like. No, I haven't seen it. I can see the steel shot though. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like blood flying everywhere, but there's a little bit of blood. So if you're squeamish, just trigger warning, just letting you know. All right, roll film, there we go. Okay, so this, I got the muscle already dissected out. And so I'm holding the muscle in my hands. <laughs> Whoa. And you can see the skin paddles just sitting right on top of it. So what I did is I, I, I incised around it, went down to the muscle, then dissected the muscle out on all its edges and off the chest wall. And I got it to where it's just on its blood supply. Now I'm actually passing it through a tunnel towards the front. And then once that's pushed through, then I'm going to go and I'm going to close that incision just in a straight line. So, so, we had to, so then we have to flip him over in surgery. All right. So, so go, on, go ahead and roll the next one, Travis. So this is actually that hole from the front, and I've pulled that muscle through it. And you can see the muscle. That's the, all that giant big muscle and the skin paddle on it. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to stuff that muscle in there. And I actually do suture it. I'm, I'm just kind of doing it now just for show. But I'm going to stuff the muscle in that hole to completely fill it and suture it in place. And then that skin paddle will be right there. And then his problem will be all solved. So uh, I think the next one, Travis is the final one. Holy crap, surgeons are crazy wild. <laughs> uh, no, the next Gosh. one. Or is there... Yeah, there we go. All right, so that's after I inset the muscle inside, so I sutured it so it wouldn't try to move. Okay. And then I actually sutured the skin to that big hole, mm -hmm. and the problem now is complete, completely solved. So, uh, and then I think the last one, Travis, is just, I just want to show that back incision. Yeah, so it's kind of not a great picture. I actually took that a few days after a surgery just to show that incision where that's the back where that kind of big hole was. It just closes up in a straight line. And uh, yeah, guy's doing great. Uh, so far he's doing good, no problems. The, the flaps looks beautiful. Um, I guess the only risk would be like long-term infection, but so far, knock on wood, he's, he's done awesome. But kind of a cool surgery, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. have, that's how, and that's kind of the fun, one of the fun things about plastic surgery is, you know, you get these problems that really no one knows how to solve. And but you, you know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, yeah, there's a lot of things you can potentially do. I mean, the other way you could have solved that problem is you could have taken one of the rectus muscles, okay. like one of your six-pack muscles. You could take that with a piece of skin and flip that up and use that muscle to fill that hole and also the skin. But the thing is that those surgeries are a lot more um, morbid. Um, they're, you bounce back really quickly from harvesting the back muscle. If you take one of your ab muscles, like, it's, it's a pretty rough, rough recovery, and there's a lot more risks associated with it. That makes sense with, because, like, yeah. Mommy makeovers are rough after yeah. you have a baby. It's yeah, sewing rough. up the abs. Yeah, and this is this is like even more. <laughs> so. One question I have: like yeah. with the skin on his back. Yeah. Um, when you took that muscle from out of his back, how do you like cover that whole? Where um, you took it from? Yeah, where you took it from. How do you cover that one up? So because uh, that skin on the back has got a lot of mobility, you can actually just pull it together. So. Oh. 
where that oval was, I kind of ellipsed it into, so it wasn't like perfectly round. It was kind of, we call it an ellipse, so it goes like this. It's like a little okay. almond shape. Yeah, almond shape, like a double-sided almond where it's pointy on both ends. Right. Yeah, the, you, and especially once you take that muscle out, then the, you got a little bit of laxity of the skin there. And it's not like super sunken in or anything like that. In fact, you can't really tell. Uh, but you can pretty easily bring that skin together as long as you don't make the paddle too wide. Mm. So does his muscle like grow back? No. No, he'll no, just never have a lot muscle. Yeah, he won't have a lot muscle. And you know, but I guess that doesn't matter. He's seventy years old. Yeah. Well, honestly, even for young people. So I, I've probably done. I used to do a ton of breast reconstruction, and we would we would sometimes use those to mostly salvage a reconstruction that went bad for whatever reason. So I mean, over the years, for various types of surgeries, I mean, I've done dozens and dozens of those latissimus flaps. And I've only had one person ever tell me that they could tell that their latissimus was missing. And it was a girl who was like really, really kind of active. Like, I think she did CrossFit or something. And she's yeah, like, yeah, I can. That's what I would think. Yeah. I would be like, uh, I yeah. still need the to do The first time you try to go to do stuff. a pull-up without your latissimus muscle, you'll know that it's gone. I mean, but then think of how many people can't do a pull-up anyway, right? Yeah. So, you know, your average run-of-the-mill person is not going to realize they're missing it they still can do this because the the shoulder muscles do that as well yeah. you know the latissimus muscle is just a bigger broader muscle so you know when you really really need to pull down yeah. on something but my i my i think my back muscles are probably some of my biggest muscles that i have oh yeah you have like you have very defined traps yeah you know, my back which are is different. like five times stronger than my yeah my abs so yeah. if i ever how many pull-ups can you do um if they're strict, I could probably do like five, but that's that's great. My though. max for me, but like yeah. guys can do crazy amount because that, they also have just a lot of back muscle. Oh yeah, I mean it's a big muscle and it can gain like a lot of size. So I mean when I used to work out, I had you know decent lats, but uh, nowadays I'm for yeah for kipping pull-ups like you know the crazy CrossFit kind yeah. where you're like moving around. I can do like ten to twenty. Yeah, but strict. It's a little different. I always like to do the strict and use that thing where you, you stand on it and it gives you just the tiniest bit of uh -huh. I Sometimes I use the band, yeah. like a little uh -huh. stretch band. Yeah. One of these days I'm going to get back in the gym. I've been running, but I haven't hit the weights yet. I'm going to have to because like, I just need to bulk up, man. I'm, I'm too wiry. Got to. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys like that. If you guys have any questions about that surgery, uh, you know, drop a comment in there and let me know. Um, and once again, thanks to the gentleman who let me use his, his story. Uh, I think we got his problem solved. He's a great guy. I'm really happy that he was nice enough to do that. So thanks so yeah. much. Yeah. All right. Moving on to a pretty crazy segment. Yeah. Let's figure out where he's, where the surgeon's from. Where do you think he's from? Florida. Oh man, you are not right this time. Oh. I mean, that's a great guess. He's actually from Texas. Yeah. So I saw this uh, news article pop up about this guy who was arrested for practicing medicine without a license, okay. which basically means it's a non-doctor posing as a doctor. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Well, he was posing as a plastic surgeon, allegedly. This is all allegedly. Yeah. So uh, I called him the plastic surgeon impersonator because he was impersonating a plastic surgeon. So this guy uh, is from Houston, and he was working at one of these, you know, my favorite places, the plastic surgery mills. Okay. Um, this one was the Houston Aesthetic Center, uh, which I, th I think is still open. And so what what happened was uh, this this facility, and specifically this, what they, they call him doctor, got a lot of complaints to the Texas Medical Board about botched operations. And so 
the Texas Medical Board figured out that this guy, his name's Alexander Padilla, doesn't have a license, a medical license. And so if he doesn't have a medical license, it means one of two things. It either came from another state as a doctor and, and didn't get a medical license, or he's just not a doctor at all, and he's you know, impersonating a doctor. Oh, so like, could it be possible that like he went to school? I mean, it could be possible, but, he just didn't pass but it the... wasn't that. No, he yeah. Didn't even... Yeah, so this is a pretty crazy story. So, <laughs> uh, so, oh so the Texas Medical Board then contacted the police and they set up a sting operation and they had an undercover agent go there and posing as somebody who wanted plastic surgery and wanting a breast augmentation and, <laughs> and saw this, this guy, Alexander Padilla, who said, yeah, I've done tons of breast augmentation surgeries. I'm happy, we'll do your surgery. It'll be 7,500 bucks, which is kind of crazy because, you know, you figure like if, if this place is really shady that the prices would be really cheap because who would pay like top dollar for like for crazy you know plastic surgery by non-doctor mm -hmm. that that's pretty expensive 7500 i mean that's like pretty i mean i think ours are a tiny bit more but it's like the ballpark of what we charge as somebody who's like a true expert in this anyway i thought that was crazy so yeah so they arrested the guy you know, uh, for practicing. I wonder how they did it. Like, I'm just. It's in a sting, head, man. It's like a sting operation. In my operation. head, I'm thinking of this, like, lady police officer, like, with, like, her, like, chest out. And then he's yeah, like, no, okay. Yeah, no, totally. That's how it went down. Yes. Like, and then he's like, okay, it's going to be $75. And she's like, you're under her arrest. Like, with <laughs> Yeah, $7,500. Like, topless. Like, where'd she keep her handcuffs, right? <laughs> That's so extra. <laughs> so dramatic. Sarah always brings up the things. Like, I didn't think about that, but right. It's like, where did the girl keep her handcuffs, she's right? She's just like, yeah. <laughs> pulls out her freaking cop thing, her detective badge. Meanwhile, the true story is she was in for, like, a consultation. She fully clothed, and she was like, okay, now you're going to jail. <laughs> but no, like, like, I think I did say that, that the guy did a breast exam on her. Like, yeah, so like, the, it was like, you know, it's like those things where you, you go full on, like you're going Maybe diving they, deep. Because they had to prove that Yeah, they had to prove like, that it was know, like, like happening, right? All right, so they arrest this <laughs> guy. Oh, what a creep. And so come to find out this guy's real kind of background is he's a, a CST, which is a certified scrub tech. So he's a scrub tech. Like the, so in the surgery, so for those who don't know, when, when I do surgery, there's me, the surgeon, there's the anesthesiologist, which puts the patient to sleep. There's the, the circulating nurse who their job is to help get the patient ready for surgery and go and get suture or instruments or whatever we need. And then there's a scrub tech, which the scrub tech basically hands me the instruments. All right. So this guy's a scrub tech, but he was posing as a surgeon at this facility, which is just mind blowing, uh, you know, cause this is a, that's a felony. I mean, this is a felony to, especially if you cause harm to someone impersonating a, a doctor or a surgeon, like we're talking like felony charges here. Like it's, it's wild. And, and so I had to look up this facility and, you know, cause I was like, what, what, yeah, cause I'm like, what kind of they place? Not do like a background check on this dude. Well, I, they had to know, I mean, the guys on the webpage, so throw up that next picture there, uh, Travis. So this is from the, their webpage, which is still up. And that's the guy that got arrested on the right. And it's in Spanish. And so I translated that to my one, I speak Spanish, but two, I, it's easy to hit Google translate. And it talks about him being a scrub tech. It, it doesn't say that he's a surgeon, but they, apparently he was doing surgery there. Well, they don't even usually, um, websites when they talk about doctors, they put their, um, 
like how you say it says MD yeah, after right. your name. Like usually that's how doctors' names are written out with their like I right with all their called. credentials on it. Yeah. yeah. So I looked at these other guys. So one guy, Dr. Giraldi, get a load of this. He's an internal medicine doctor. And he is a plastic surgeon. No, he's not a plastic surgeon. I know, but he's a he's, plastic surgeon. He's doing cosmetic surgery as an internal medicine doctor at this facility. Um, and then the other guy, Dr. Rivas, he's a general surgeon. I mean, at least he's a surgeon, but did not train in plastic surgery. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, there are problems with the laws in, in you know, a lot of states, and Texas included, that... And then I guess they're probably a facility that does in... Right. House, uh, exactly. Surgery. Right. Sarah, you're so smart. Yes. They, these people can get privileges at a hospital or a, an accredited surgery center to do these like procedures because yeah. they're not in order to get privileges at a, at a accredited hospital or, or accredited surgery center. You have to train at a program that's ACGME, which basically is the governing board for what programs are legit. Mm -hmm. And you have to have a board certification in plastic surgery, which to get that you have to train at an ACGME program. So none of those guys uh even even the well it sounds like they cater to a certain demographic yeah i don't know so i mean that's really it's almost it's, like it's, they're preying on people's ignorance like they're preying on people that are vulnerable yeah yeah they are that, i mean I, there's like a like a verbal barrier a barrier right. so it's like they want to go to these doctors because they speak spanish and all of that mm. so it's easier I, to I, communicate I yeah <laughs> but it's like it's easier do, to communicate with what yeah. you want yeah. etc and they feel more comfortable but at the same time it's like they're just preying on this right. demographic it's gross i mean i assume that this place will have to be shut down because it should they they were letting a non-surgeon do surgery like that's you know the, I, I have to assume that, that something else is going to happen outside of just this one guy gets arrested. I mean, you know, I don't know how they would allow this facility to keep keep running when they do do something like that. But the problem is, is like there's just, you know, it's difficult, right? Because they don't, you know, they don't, it's not like a, a hospital that the, the government can come shut down. Like, I don't know how, that's why the, I say that there's not, there's not a lot of protection against places like this. Now we've talked about that this. That is so weird. We've talked about this a million times that, you know, what what an office does to someone who gives consent for, it's it's very broad, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got an internal medicine doctor doing surgery. I mean, that's insane. It almost kind of reminds me of like back in the old west, you know, like dentist <laughs> yeah, right. doing surgery. Oh, yeah. you got a bullet wound and I need to pull a tooth out? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Pull your horse up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to kind of follow that story uh, and see if anything else shakes out of that. Um, you know, uh, that's it's kind of wild. And, you know, it's, it's kind of scary that it's, you know, happened in our backyard. You know, you, you said Florida and we've we've seen, you know, stories like I don't know if we, I don't know if we've seen a story this bad where like a non-doctor was doing surgery. Yeah. At, like, I want to find facility. out about that doctor that murdered somebody in the bathroom at the how did we find out about that? You. No, I know, no, I know. What were you we asking? How, did whatever. Like, happened I want to know what happened to him. I mean, she's in jail for murder. <laughs> I mean, I'll look it up. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, that guy. I mean, it, well, I mean, I shouldn't say. Yeah, but I don't said, know. But they said that it wasn't like for sure or something. Like they could. I mean, they have video of him entering the building when the guy died, and him exiting with a big tarp with something wrapped, like the tarp wrapped around something, yeah. which you assume is a body. And they found the guy's blood in his car. I mean. It, I'm not like a lawyer, but it sounds like a pretty open and shut case. I'll look that up. Yeah. Real quick too. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Herman, she said uh, she's 100% out 
on the trench foot segment. <laughs> she said <laughs> oh, just my, saying. My wife hates feet, so. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's got a phobia. I can make her cry by putting my feet on her. Oh, no. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's trench interesting. Foot. You get to yeah. sleep with socks? Uh, no, but if I put my feet on her, like, she'll start kicking me, yeah. It, it, it gets violent, yeah. <laughs> it gets violent. Yeah, she, I mean, if I, like, hold her down, put my feet on her, she'll cry, like, tears, like, the whole thing. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but, I mean, I have, like, maybe once or twice. Like, big tears. Halloween would be the perfect time to play, like, a foot prank on her. A foot prank. Like, like a, you know, like a cut-off foot and, like, put it in a punch bowl and she, like, gets No, <laughs> what if you went at, for Halloween Dude, next year, it's just a big foot? A big foot. I don't know. I don't think she would like that. <laughs> my wife, terrible. she kind of got a weak stomach, too, like... One time it was so it, fun. And she's in the medical field too. She's yeah. Well, it's weird. Like she can do like surgery. Uh, well, she didn't do surgery anymore. But when she was an OBGYN, she was doing surgery. It's fine. But then one day we had a, a turtle in our yard and like the side of the turtle was making her vomit. It was so funny. Like, I mean, granted, it was a scary turtle. Like it was a snapping turtle. Right. So they're like prehistoric looking. And my wife's like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> like toads, like she will. Like stuff that yeah. it's just like so creepy. I mean, I guess feet, she thinks like, feet are creepy. Yeah, the, yeah. The turtle was just disgusting. <laughs> Dude, it was so I've never, I've never heard of their reaction to a turtle. Oh my god, it's so funny. I think I have a video somewhere of her like, like. All I can into... think about are those cat videos. Whenever you like give shit, like you, yes. you show like a cat like something you're eating, and like the cat goes <laughs> like that, and it, it like makes the noise. To, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the, cat, the cat will just like lightly smell the food. Yeah, I mean, just, I love, like, I love watching that. But certain animals, man, like just set her off. One time. I was walking I'm guessing snakes too not as bad like not as bad but like we get those little uh newts i guess or little lizards they're not lizards they're like they're newts or geckos they're geckos oh okay yeah. and they're like kind of like white sometimes yeah they're white or peach color so we get them all over our house and one time i was Same. walking through the door and one fell and it landed on my neck and it started like running around my neck <laughs> and she freaked out like, i thought she was gonna like have a heart attack she's like burn it burn you too <laughs> he's like i'm gonna have to divorce you now no. <laughs> you gotta get going. <laughs> oh but, god anyway yeah the, the turtle incident was that's probably my favorite. That's, That's funny. Even like if I talk about the turtle, she'll she's probably at home gagging right now. <laughs> she's already turned it off. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm not hearing about that turtle. Ever. She's like unsubscribe. Next week I'm gonna bring a picture. Of the, I took a picture of the turtle. It was it was a very scary turtle, but I don't know. I can see that. Like just creepy stuff <laughs> yeah. makes her gag. Yeah. That's it's hilarious. So funny. Creepy yeah. things. Interesting. We got off in, on a tangent there, but yeah, the feet, yeah. Anyway, uh, pretty crazy case. I'm going to follow up on that because uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, I mean, just getting these news reports from these various outlets are talking about, it's still kind of early. So there might be some more stuff shake out from that. But, but yeah, you got to be careful. Like, so what's to learn from this? I mean, you got to do your research. Like, if you're going to have surgery, you have to make sure that your surgeon is actually a doctor, number one. That's important. But, but also very important is make sure they're board certified, you know, and board certified in the specialty for which you're having done. If is it's there plastic, like a website you can go to? Yes, there absolutely that. is. The American Board of Plastic Surgery, you can look yeah. it up. So if you go like put my name in there, it says, yes, Dr. Herman's actually a board certified plastic surgeon. He's legit. So that's a, a great resource and, and a very good point. Sarah, thank you. That's why we have you here, <laughs> <laughs> among many other reasons. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really, really do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. We'll see you next week on Nip Talk. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.